All right, Sean. Another podcast. Doing this one on Memorial Day. How you feeling? No. Good. A little sore. Not not terrible from Murph on Saturday. Yeah, this year we did Murph on Saturday, so definitely feeling feeling it a little bit, but not totally wrecked. No. No, Chris and I were talking. It's uh, felt better this year. Like, I don't know. Did for me, too. I I thought that, too. Yeah. I don't know if it was just how I paced it or whatever, but it felt pretty good. And all these gyms, you know, and we've done it before, do this, like, big Murph prep, like, leading up to it, you know, working on all those movements for weeks and weeks. And we didn't do any of that this year, and I felt great. Yeah. That was bizarre. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it, you know, and it's yeah, still, still one of my favorite workouts. I, I love that day and uh, just a, a great day. Yeah. But we are going to do a little podcast today, the number 27 uh, of those Suma guys. Um, and it's kind of a special one. Uh, we have our 10 year anniversary of CrossFit Suma coming up in June. Uh, to ha- have a little party that you should all come to uh, to celebrate. and. In uh, you know, in light of that, I thought it would be a good idea to do a podcast about kind of how Suma started and like give the background story and kind of like a little origin story of CrossFit Suma uh, and uh, how we got where we're at today. Yeah, like a little role reversal today. You get to answer the questions, <laughs> and I get to ask them. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so I know I'm looking forward to telling the story, and I, I feel like I don't even know if you know everything about the story, to be honest. I'm not sure. Um, no, I'm and, actually very interested in hearing all of this, too. I know most of it, I think, I think so. but not all of it. But I would imagine that most of our members don't know most of this, so no. I think it needs to be told. Also, it's just for the people, like newer members that don't even know that we've been around for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's crazy. It goes by quick, as they say, you know, and it really has. Um, and uh, it, it's it's cool. You know, uh, I told somebody the other day, he's like, oh, I can't make the 10 year anniversary party. He's like, I'm so bummed. He's like, I was like, all right, it's all right. Just come to our 20 year. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I figured, I don't know, we'll start with a little background of myself. And- yeah, I was going to say, Mike, where uh, what were you doing before? Suma was on the map. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I've spoke about this before, you know, growing up, played lots of sports and uh, kind of at one point focused on soccer, went to college um, and played Division Two soccer at Bloomsburg University. Um, and I played for I only played for one year. Um, you know, I the second year I actually got cut from the team. Um, and, uh, it was during that time that I kind of found, uh, lifting weights. Like I, I was lifting weights for soccer a little bit, but there was no structure behind it. There was like no organization, like most of the other sports. Uh, and I would just go in and like do bench press and stuff. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like and, every uh, other y- young adolescent male. Yeah. And, uh, once I didn't have soccer, I kind of needed something else. And so I started going to the gym every day and started lifting weights with my friends who were kind of into bodybuilding and and that kind of uh, stuff. So that's mostly what I did. I would go in and do kind of like upper body, you know, buys, tries, back and leg day and all that kind of body uh, 
split, uh, you know, throughout the week. Um, and I met this, uh, my one friend, Dane. So if he's listening, I give him a little shout out here. Uh, and I, re- I remember doing a CrossFit workout with him. Now, I, lo- I only know this in hindsight. We didn't know. I didn't know it was CrossFit at the time. Uh, <laughs> l- looking back, it was definitely CrossFit. But and he found it on the Internet and he nice. was like, oh, let's try this workout. And it was like, I, I kind of remember it was like seven front squats with a barbell and then like seven pull-ups and then like seven push press with the same barbell. And it was at like 135 pound barbell. And at the time, you know, I was doing this bodybuilding and I was pretty, pretty strong at that point because I was doing a lot of that. And I was like 135. That's so light. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, that's it. And at that time, you know, I could, I was pretty good at pull-ups too. And I was like seven pull-ups. I was like, why so low? Yeah. I just remember being just like so cocky, you know, going into this workout and didn't really understand intensity or like why there was a clock, like it was like an AMRAP or something. And I didn't know what that was. So I remember doing this workout and getting crushed by this 135 pound barbell, <laughs> like a few rounds in. Uh, and uh, again, didn't know that it was CrossFit, just kind of knew that he found this workout and and just did it. And then we uh, we started eating paleo because we also found that on the inter in the interwebs. Uh huh. Big at the time. So our version of paleo was we would go to a the all you can eat cafeteria and like order a hamburger and be like, but no bun, <laughs> <laughs> no bun, please. And the the lunch lady you know looked at you weird and you're like, she like what? Um. So we started doing that. Um. And like cutting out some of the refined carbohydrates and that kind of stuff. Um, really no clue what the heck we were doing. Um, and uh, I remember one day sitting at the cafeteria with my bunless burger <laughs> and sitting with my brother uh, and Dane. And I remember the day that we decided that we were going to open a gym. I was like... I was in a junior, I was like maybe a junior or a senior in college. And I remember we sat down and we were like, we should, we should open a gym. Like, I I don't remember how it came up, but we were just like, we should do that. And we started like literally drawing it out on a piece of paper. And we're like, we're going to put like this here and this here. I remember like at the time it was like, you know, paleo was big and like, um, kind of like the natural movement thing was big. Uh So we're like, we're going to do a sand pit right here <laughs> where the sand pit is going to go. And then we're going to do a turf strip of turf right here. And, you know, you could do like your animal crawls and that kind of goofy stuff. Uh, sled pushes. It worked you know. out perfectly, Mike, how yeah. you envisioned it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember like mapping it out and, and, and deciding that that's what I wanted to do. Um, so pretty crazy like that I thought about that I was an exercise science major so you know I was kind of thinking about uh that side of things you know I was involved in that in college um but yeah the three of us kind of decided that's what we were going to do together and uh and then uh you know I graduated and uh Dane moved away um so he wasn't close by um 
And again, still didn't know that I had done CrossFit at that point. Um, and I became a personal trainer at like a Globo gym uh, and was training clients and teaching some group classes. And uh, and it was there that I first found CrossFit officially that I knew what it was. Uh, yeah. I had met a, another trainer there. His name was Blake. And uh, he was like, hey, we're going to try this workout got it on crossfit.com and i was nice. like i was like i don't know what that is uh, <laughs> and and i remember this distinctly it was uh the workout diane uh cool. which is 21159 deadlifts and handstand pushups <laughs> and uh we had no again no concept of what that meant like we were like oh like do you go like right from the deadlift to the handstand pushup or do you wait like do you like we didn't yeah, where's my rest time yeah we didn't understand so we each took we used a, we all it was me blake and my brother the three of us and we shared the same barbell we took turns <laughs> like blake did 21 deadlifts and i did 21 deadlifts and my brother did 21 deadlifts and then we're like sweet and then we're like out of breath and we're like do we go to the handstand push up? like what do we do and then uh for the handstand push-up there was a big mirrored glass wall, you know, the whole oh glass wall. And I, I walked myself up it, you know, wall walk style. Because I didn't know what a handstand pushup was. So I walked up like chest and face facing this big mirror glass mirror <laughs> wall. And Just staring I, at yourself the whole time. Yeah. But I, I didn't feel like that's everybody's nightmare. But I didn't get completely inverted. You know what I mean? I didn't get completely oh, yeah. inverted. I was kind of like more in like an incline push-up type position, like chest to the ground kind of thing. That was my handstand push-up because I had never seen one before. And uh, we did our handstand push-ups that way. Again, taking turns. So we had <laughs> completed the 21, the 15, and the 9 of both. And uh, I, and the, I don't, And I just remember going to the locker room and then like, like sitting on the benches and then like somebody came up to me who I didn't know. And they were like, are you okay? Cause I apparently was pale and pasty looking. Nice. And offered me a uh, protein bar. He was like, here, eat this. <laughs> you don't look so good. <laughs> so that was the first CrossFit workout that I knew what I was doing. Like I knew I was doing CrossFit. Um, and then shortly after that, I found a CrossFit gym. I joined CrossFit Apex, which is still around. Uh, they're in like the Soderton area. Um, and I joined with a 10-pack because it was a 45-minute drive for me at the time. So <laughs> I, would, I would drive 45 minutes and go like once or twice a week and hit a CrossFit workout there. Like loved it. Was still doing CrossFit at this Globo gym myself uh, to, to train exclusively in crossfit at that point i was like i was hooked um you know that working uh doing the workout diane like i didn't like not being good at things so like i knew that i wasn't good at this thing and i was like well i'm gonna change that and uh so i kind of committed to it started going to this gym uh i got my crossfit level one cert shortly after that it was probably within a span of three months from doing that first workout to getting certified with my L1. Again, I was like a personal trainer and like, I don't know, that interests me. The education side interests me and in that yeah. I could like train my clients with it. 
Um, and then all of this and Katie always like if she was listening right now, she would yell like she thinks I'm the craziest person in the world. Um, it was all within a spell, like from that first CrossFit workout to opening CrossFit Suma was a span of less than six months. Nice. I think yeah. it was it was three months or so that I got my level one from doing that first workout. And then it was less than three months later that I opened CrossFit Suma. It worked out. It worked out. <laughs> it's funny now, you know, looking yeah. back 10 years later, but like Katie's like, you were crazy. Like who does that? Um, yeah. I feel like uh, back then too, like we, we've talked about this. My first level one and I'm sure yours was like jamming. I remember there was like 60 plus people there. So <laughs> yeah, there was at least 58 for sure. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the, People were also in that same boat of just go get her attitudes. They're yeah. just like doing it. Yeah. I mean, for everybody who knows, like one of the CrossFit OGs, Camille LeBlanc Bazinet was one of my flow masters. And <laughs> I was in love with her at the time. And uh, it was what, just, what could was have awesome. been, Mike, right? It was awesome. Speaking <laughs> of that, though, wrapped up in all of this is when I first met Katie. So. Oh. I met Katie. So Katie started working at the same gym that I was working at. This is also crazy. <laughs> One week before CrossFit Suma opened. So she started, she started, I saw her from across the room and, <laughs> uh, and her hair was like all shimmery. And she was like, there's like a like, glow behind her, right? There was, just... there, was there really was like, it kind of sounds cliche a little bit, but her hair was like doing this like whole like shining thing. And I was like, look across the room and I'm like, who is that? <laughs> and uh, I remember giving her one of my clients right, like to start talking because that was like a smooth move, you know? I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, oh, you just started here? I don't need all these clients. I'm making way too much money. Take care. Take one of these. <laughs> I literally gave her a client and uh, to, to impress her. And, uh, and I was like, hey, I'm opening this gym in a week. Maybe you should come to the grand opening. And uh, it's funny now, too, like, because uh, she was like, oh, what kind of gym is that? I was like, a CrossFit gym. And she was like, ew yeah <laughs> at the time her perception of crossfit was uh uh not what it is now yeah um she was training kind of more in a powerlifting kind of bodybuilding style as well and uh so so i met katie within a week of crossfit suma opening she came to the cross to the crossfit suma's grand opening which i was like oh my god i've never like talked to a girl and had her like listen to me <laughs> or show any interest in me at all so that was that was cool um and uh so that's where katie and i first met and we started dating within like i don't know a few weeks of that so it it all happened pretty fast yeah um now mike when you guys opened up suma um it wasn't in the current location right it was in a barn yeah, so we 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 opened um we call it the barn. It was uh a former member's garage, which was huge. Like picture he had a kind of big property 
and he had this big garage on the property kind of surrounded by grass and open space and it was probably probably almost the size of Suma's workout space um so envision that but uh the ceilings were lower there was rafters and wooden beams that came down with like about eight feet high so you could kind of I could reach up and touch the rafters so the uh it was a little shorter, but if you go between the rafters, you could lift the barbell <laughs> over your head. Oh yeah. To this day, I always I always do this too. I think I mentioned this the other day. I always look up before I start doing jump rope at Suma because you couldn't jump rope if the raft if you were going the wrong way, you had to go between the rafters. So you nice. would always look up and make sure you weren't gonna hit the rafters. And I still do that. Um <laughs> Yeah, so it was kind of a little rugged. Like there, we put pull-up bars uh, between the wooden rafters. We souped up this gym. We poured like a new concrete foundation to make it like uh, you know smooth and uh, uh, level. And then we put mats over it. Um, there was a big long driveway that was actually four hundred meters to the end of and back. It was two hundred meters to the end and two hundred meters back, so it was a perfect four hundred meter run for his driveway which was pretty convenient as you say that's yeah. awesome pretty cool lot and we had tons of like i guess said crap uh grass uh, space around it so we did lots of sled pushes and that kind of stuff in the grass we had a rope in a tree that was exactly 20 feet high to the branch so we had 20 foot high rope climbs <laughs> which was pretty fun um yeah, and that was the space that we started at. So that was in 2013, right? And June of 2013. And then it was we we moved to our current location in December of 2013. So we were at that barn for six months. And then during that six months, um we had the the township caught wind that we were running a gym in a private residence, which apparently is not allowed. Boo. Uh, yeah. I think one of the neighbors or something called about the music or something about the noise. And uh and basically the township came and they're like, Yeah, you can't do that. So so they were like, Yeah, you gotta find a space. So we started looking around, found our current space, uh, and moved out of there, like I said, in December, which was good because uh that space was not insulated and it was <laughs> starting to get cold. And uh, I remember one of the days we got there and we had propane heaters pointed at all the barbells that day because the workout had barbells in it just so people's hands didn't get frozen to the barbells. <laughs> A little grittier back then. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, we had opened it like uh, with my friend Blake, um, who I mentioned before, who had me, you know, do my first crossway workout that I you know knew what I was doing. Um, and then my brother, uh, Matt, Oh, yeah. the three of us opened CrossFit Suma originally um, and then my friend Dane I think this is funny to mention too that we uh, you know dreamed of that concept in college he is actually the owner of a CrossFit affiliate currently really yeah so it's funny that we all kind of still uh, found that same path yeah even though we didn't know we were doing CrossFit and we talked about it all those years before yeah, and I guess like kind of bringing us up to current day a little bit. Um, 
you know, at some point Blake decided to leave the business to pursue other things. Um, and, uh, so he left, I can't remember what year that was. Um, and then it was just me and my brother, you know, and then, uh, him and Missy got married. So she got involved in the business and then Katie and I got married. And so the four of us were involved in the business. Um, you know, as we, uh, took over our current space and, um, you know, learned lots of things. And then at some, and then a couple of years ago, Matt and Missy decided to leave the business. So now currently it's just Katie and I that own CrossFit Suma. And, uh, you know, as you know, current, like current day, we're trying to put some more systems together and, you know, streamline things and just trying to provide the best service that we can. And, you know, after 10 years of learning, this is where we've gotten to, um, <laughs> and to still learning every day, still trying to grow and, uh, evolve. And it's crazy that, you know, still making mistakes 10 years into this. Yeah. Now, Mike, I want to take a step back and then mm-hmm. um, ask you the question of like, where where was the moment or what was it about CrossFit that drew you in like compared to your original thought of like the natural movement? Like what what was the allure of CrossFit and opening up a CrossFit space as opposed to a different kind of gym? Yeah, I mean, you know, when Katie was saying how crazy I was for the timeline, uh, when I found CrossFit, I knew that there was something special about it right away. Like I just knew based off of the challenge of it. And, but then when I, you know, joined CrossFit Apex, I I saw the community side of it and I just knew right away that is, that's what I wanted to do. And um, there's just something about it, man. It's like, call it the Kool-Aid or like whatever, (laughs) like, it 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 drives results it works and i think part of the reason why it works so well is that it, it it keeps it interesting you know i was getting bored with my routines in the gym at the time that i found crossfit and you know 10 years later sitting here i'm just as excited about crossfit as i was 10 years ago which is the craziest thing to me like people get tired of things like powerlifting, bodybuilding, weightlifting, like people got kind of go in and out of it a little bit. And, you know, you could always have a love for it, but people don't train at that level their entire lives usually in those things. Right. Like I feel like I can do this the rest of my life and I know that I can and that, and I'm going to still enjoy it the whole time. Like I still feel like I have more to learn. Still feel like I have more to challenge me. I just love the feeling of, I I have ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) I have exercise ADHD and it like scratches that itch for me where I I don't get bored and I am excited about going to the gym every day. I don't know. I I can't think of anything else in the fitness world that does that to to the degree that CrossFit does. Well, and we've even talked about in the past of even how CrossFit themselves as an entity are growing and moving into the more medical space or, you know, more into the wellness space or wherever it is, like whatever it is. And like, again, that kind of restokes those fires as well. When you know uh, that the, the HQ is 
wanting to do the same thing that you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I do feel like the company itself is headed in a really good direction right now. You know, there was some rocky waters there during COVID years when, you know, there was some change in leadership and uh, there was like some uncertainty there. I feel like there's a lot of certainty now about the direction of the brand and we're in alignment with their goals and their vision. And I feel, you know, again, just excited about the future with them. And, uh, you know, that's why we continue to, to use the name. And uh, I, I'm really excited about the future. Maybe I don't, maybe I should share a little bit about that because I don't think people know this, but I, I know I told you, but I know the, that CrossFit is trying to, um, uh, increase their reach like they're projecting that currently three million people do crossfit about three million and they are uh, trying to get to 30 million people by 2030 so in seven years they want to be 10 times bigger than they are right now which is a pretty ambitious goal and they laid out you know how they want to do it and you know what our role in that is and and all these things and i'm excited about that you know i want to reach more people and help more people. Uh, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. I remember like, remember the, when I was talking about, you know, sitting uh, at the cafeteria brainstorming about opening a gym one day. I remember one of the reasons why I wanted to do that wasn't just to open a gym necessarily. I knew that if I could assemble a group of like-minded people, uh, that you can accomplish some really awesome things. Like I was really excited about the the idea of doing things with a group of people that were meaningful. Like like look at like the charities that we've done for our members and the support systems that we have in place for people. Like that that was the stuff that I was really excited about doing. And now, you know, now that we've been doing it, like, it's like, it's been so great. Like it's been exactly what I envisioned, you know, getting a lot of really good people under the same roof. A lot of good things can happen. Yeah. And Mike, what, uh, I, I know we've talked about this personally, but with CrossFit too, um, can you talk about like, well, you know, what kind of some of the perils are when you first started as opposed to people starting now, like we've talked, CrossFit has a much better system to help out affiliates now than 10 years ago when you first opened, where it was just like, here it is, go for it, you're on your own. Yeah, it was a little bit like the wild, wild west when we first started. Um, you know, the for those who know this, the original um, creator of CrossFit, was a genius in my opinion, but uh, he had this kind of like libertarian style to him where he was like, you're just going to do what you want to do. And, <laughs> uh, and that's it, which is kind of cool in some ways, like it, it made it really easy for someone like me to start a business like that right. right off the bat, like that it made it really easy for someone like me with not a lot of money and, uh, and resources to start a business to get to the point where we're at right now so I, i'm really thankful for for him to for that like i was just listening to another podcast the other day about similar fitness models uh like let's take orange theory and like other uh other things uh for, for an example or like f45 for example the startup costs for those gyms are ridiculous 
Yeah, like because they're more of that franchise model. Yeah, we're talking like a million dollars minimum to start one of those gyms. We did not start CrossFit Summit with a million (laughs) dollars. Spoiler. And it gave me the opportunity to do what I love every day now, you know, Uh, so that that was great. But there wasn't a lot of support in the in the early days like there was you know you could use the name and they gave like educational resources uh but that was pretty much the pretty much it in the early days now it's kind of evolved to the point where there's kind of a lot of support there's like regional support uh and and more communication among gyms um and gym owners um there's like summits once or twice a year where we can get together and, and share best practices. There's like a big resource of best practices that's, that's freely available. Um, uh, and there's just a lot more like systems in place to kind of, to help someone's first starting in particular, there's a lot of resources if you want to open a gym right now, but they're mm-hmm. trying to even help uh, gyms like us who have been around for a while there's mentorship programs now where there was never anything like that before. There's podcasts like this just for <laughs> gym owners, though, that uh, provide lots of good information. There, there are just so many things right now. Like Katie and I were talking about this the other day. There's no reason that you can't be successful nowadays. Like there's so many resources, books and podcasts and information like you just got to you just got to find the information, find good sources and you need to try things and learn and and uh and that's that's it that's all you got to do you got to be not afraid to try things yeah well i think it's a it's also a testament to you guys in kind of your staying power because like again the 10-year anniversary of especially a crossfit gym was a very celebrated thing um you know dave castro would make appearances back in the day at, at gyms that were celebrating 10 years or things like that because I feel like it, it was very hard. You know, it, you were, you were right and you did it right. It's you could go in, get your level one and then essentially open up an affiliate. Yeah. And you think about it in like a parallel to like a restaurant, like the restaurant um, community where it's like a lot of restaurants fail, not because of, um, anything other than just maybe bad timing, uh, bad area, things like that in the CrossFit space is pretty similar in that way of like, it was sometimes bad gyms, you know, if there was a poorly run place or 10 CrossFit gyms were within two miles of each other. Yeah. Um, so again, I think that you guys should be commended on, on that because 10 years is a really big thing, um, where a lot of people don't even make it past year or two. Yeah, you know, they a lot of people <laughs> there were some people, believe it or not, that doubted us when we first started this. No way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I don't know. There was people maybe not doubting us, but like voicing their concerns over some of these things. Like a lot of people were saying, like, most businesses fail within one year. There's a certain percentage, I can't remember, that fail yeah. within one year, and then there's another percentage that's even higher that fail within five years. Uh, of just businesses in general and uh, yeah you know I'm I don't know I I don't know if I have any big business advice for for anyone other than just like 
being genuine, I think has been, uh, I don't know, like a powerful thing. That's not a super salesy thing to say, but like, I think people, uh, want to associate themselves with people who are genuine and just good people. And yeah. you can see that and you're not like faking it. I don't know. Well, let's say people are yeah. smart and they can see yeah. through, pardon my French, the bullshit that people can put out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, you just have to genuinely care, especially in this industry. You just have to genuinely care about people. And, uh, you know, I see, I don't know, like, other I, I i always go into other businesses and stuff like that even if it's not fitness related and i just kind of like i look around and i'm like oh you know like how's the customer service how are they treating people how you know what's their mood like that kind of stuff you know i'm always surprised when there's businesses that are like very customer facing like us where they're like not uh happy to see you or like <laughs> uh, i don't know it's just interesting i'm like huh it's an interesting way to be like I genuinely like being around people and, uh, and helping people. And it's just, I, I can't see myself doing anything else in my life. Uh, now that I've gotten a taste of this and, uh, yeah. So this is, you know, when I was talking to that person about the 20 year reunion, he was like, or the 20 year anniversary party, he was like, man, that's a long time. And I'm like, yeah, but we're we're in this for the long term. Like Katie and I want to do this as long as we can. And uh, yeah, I think there's some people that are like, oh, really? You're gonna do this for you know till you're 60? And I'm like, yeah, I I I, I think I'm gonna do it. Maybe even longer than that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I can't see doing anything else now. Well, I think that's also part of it. Is like if you go into it with a short term goal and mindset, of course, like it's not gonna make the long haul. Um, but I think, again, that's what you guys excel at is having that future, you know, not a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, but beyond that. Um, and hence the reason why you guys are still around when a lot of people aren't. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been a wild ride. It's been fun. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just grateful for everyone that keeps showing up. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, that people believe in us enough to pay us money and come to us and trust us. I think, I don't know, that takes a lot uh, to to put your contact, this kind of trust into someone. And it's very, it becomes a very personal thing. You know, as anyone that comes to Zoom and knows, like it's a, we all care about one another and support one another. And, uh, and uh, it just takes a village, you know, it takes everybody uh, to, to make this work. Yeah. All right. Any other questions you got for me? <laughs> no, I think I'm good. I mean, you're pretty detailed there, Mike. Yeah, I pretty much went through everything. <laughs> so, you know, hopefully this gives people some, you know, uh, perspective about how how it started and, you know, and how we got here. And yeah, I'm curious to see, you know, if anybody has any other questions for me, let me know. You know, yeah. I, like I was telling you, I'd like to do one of these on like you in the future and maybe one with like just Katie, just to kind of see what your backgrounds and how you got into it, but that's my story. Oh yeah. Ooh. Can't wait. I'll see you guys at the 10 year anniversary party. Hey, tell the people what's coming up. Remind them. Yeah. On June 10th, Saturday, June 10th, we're having that, the anniversary party. If you haven't seen the pictures, check them out. It's uh, 
it's going to be awesome. You're basically an Olympic sized pool party and uh, lots of uh, family fun activities and, and amazing food. Uh, we're getting it catered by the, the caterer that did Katie and I's wedding. Uh, basically, fancy barbecue food is the best way I could describe it. And, uh, barbecue food, Mike. Can't beat that. <laughs> yeah, man. That let us know if you want to come. And uh, yeah, I'll see you there. Yeah. Boom. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. <laughs>